Welcome to the Fantasy NASCAR Podcast. I am Pierce Dietrich. You can follow me on Twitter at RaceForThePrize. RaceForThePrize.com is where you can go to get access to the Fantasy NASCAR spreadsheet. February, 30 bucks. It's a very fair price for all the data that you're going to get. You really can't get all this data, all this lap-by-lap data, practice data, anywhere else. If you really want to enjoy playing Fantasy NASCAR, feel like you're in control, and get into the racing, more so into the game theory, and just playing picks, and that's fine. Just play the picks, play the game theory, do them both, but I like to really dig in. And if you are one of those people, then you are at the right place. So what we're going to do today with episode 628 of the Fantasy NASCAR podcast is to talk about the Truck Series Silly Season. The goal here for this podcast is to do a little bit of the legwork now so that we don't have to do it later. I've mentioned this in the Xfinity Series Silly Season podcast and the Cup Series one. I don't want news. I want the team chart. Is that, you know, any homework, any memorization that we can do now is going to help you before lock. So you're not necessarily depending on some show or some picks or some theory. Like maybe you're going to be in more control of your picks because you know a specific crew chief or a specific team or trend, maybe, theoretically. Or maybe we just like talking about racing. So truck series, Xfinity series, these are always where there's a lot more change than in the cup series. And the changes are significant especially at the beginning of the season so someone might outperform what you would expect because they're with a new team or the team made big changes etc etc so let's jump into the truck series do what we can and obviously you're probably going to end up eventually going to racing reference and going through a crew chief click tree and going from one link to the next and clicking on the next thing and jumping from a team and then looking at sponsors and you name it it's just the way that it is the fun thing about DFS NASCAR that's never going to go away. Young Motorsports doesn't look like we have a driver. I probably could Google up to see what they're doing. We know that they have moved up to the Xfinity Series. I can't imagine that they, I don't see that they sold all the trucks. We'll have to wait and see on that. That's something I won't have to Google later. I'm not going to be able to Google everything in this podcast or else it's going to go too long. Some of them do go too long because I do Google everything. I just don't want to Google everything this time. Number two, which is Rev Racing, it is a new team. It is connected kind of to developmental drivers. It has an alliance with Spire. Spire is now owns Kyle Busch's old equipment, which is kind of confusing because so Spire's got Kyle Busch's stuff from Chevy, but Kyle Busch's old driver from last year, Nick Sanchez, is with Rev. Does that make sense? So there's just some kind of connection there. We've got Kevin Bono Mannion here. Uh, If you're not familiar with old Bono Mannion, I'll pull him up. He's been around forever. He's had some good times. He's had some bad times, ups and downs. Kind of knows what he's doing. If he's in the right situation, seems to kind of found his footing lately in the truck series. Now, I'm on my MacBook, so there's going to be a little bit of typing. I apologize if the typing becomes a little bit obnoxious. Bear with me. This is not super technical podcast. I don't have, you know, the lighting in the background, the perfectly designed, although I do for DraftKings have a backdrop. You know, the lighting and the sophisticated condenser microphone and the XLL bar board. I just don't, I'm doing that. Sorry. Low budget. Obviously, I'm asking you to Venmo, PayPal, cash at me. I'm not doing anything fancy. This is not uh, hi-fi. It is lo-fi. It is spreadsheets. It is data. It is getting your hands dirty. It is clicks on a keyboard. So we know Bain's been around for quite some time. 
How many races do you think he's won the truck series over the last five years? I'll say three races. And over the last five years, he's won one race. Kyle Larson. What about an Xfinity series recent history? Nothing. Boy, you got to go really far back to when he was having some success in the Xfinity series. Yeah, maybe I am giving him a little bit too much credit. I thought he had some solid truck. Oh, well, actually, no, 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 no. Okay, there it is. Yeah, let's see. Last five years, one, two, three, four, five. Because he's been all over doing different drivers, right? Look, I mean, he's he's crew chiefing for just about everybody. So he got a win with Larson last year. He got a win with William Byron in 2022. A win with Zane Smith in 21, two with Zane Smith in 2020. So, yeah, I was pretty much right on there. So when he was full-time, I said three wins, and there they are. There's his full-time wins with Zane Smith. So come on, man, give me some credit. Anyway, that's Kevin Bono Mannion, and he is going to be with Nick Sanchez. Sanchez had a halfway decent season last year. He had that really good race early in the year. He led a bunch of laps, but overall, just okay. I think, what, did he have 10 top 10s? Not quite. Maybe decent year. You'd expect a little bit more out of him for a Kyle Busch team, but he still is a very young driver. And one of the things I do want to point out, sometimes we think a driver is better than they are because they have that one spectacular race. that They really jump out, especially with Sanchez at the beginning of the season, leading like 150 laps at uh, Texas, I believe it was. And you see that happening, like, oh, yeah. And so that like sits firmly in your memory bank. And then you kind of dismiss some of the other stuff. So you got to be careful with that. Still young driver. Bain, uh, he loses Danny Stockman, who... Not really my favorite crew chief, but uh, in the truck series, Stockman, halfway decent with Kyle Busch Motorsports for the Toyota. And then with Chevy, Stockman has moved up to the Xfinity series. Not really good in the Cup series when he's with Austin Dillon. He's been all over the place. He's not terrible. Anyway, Stockman's gone. Mannion's there. It might be a bit of a downgrade to have Mannion. We'll see. Dean Thompson returns to Tricon. One of the things that I would mention about Dean Thompson is you probably need to hit reset on your memory, although Dean Thompson wasn't really that great last season for Tricom. Have a lot of, you know, David Gilliland's trucks were good. And now that David Gilliland really is the main representative of Toyota, he has a much stronger connection. When there was Kyle Busch Motorsports, David Gillen was kind of a backseat guy. Now that he's their only guy, they're definitely putting more resources into him. And so he has run pretty well. And Dean Thompson, when he's with Nice, and we all know with Nice, like if you have funding and you're running with Nice, you're going to have a, a, a good season. If you don't have funding with Nice and you've got a part-time ride, more often than not, you're not going to run very well. And that happened with Dean Thompson. Uh, last year, Dean Thompson was halfway decent for Tricon. Probably could take a good step forward this year. CR7, which is Corey Roper. It looks like Corey Roper's team is committed to really investing in this. We've seen... So last year, Grant Infinger got on with GMS and ran a full season with GMS, ran with his uh, veteran crew chief, Jeff Hensley, pretty good season. After, you know, some rough years, and he went from Thor, lost his Thor ride, did a little this, little that. Corey Roper would pick him up from time to time. Now the GMS thing, GMS has completely shut down the truck series venture, and so now 
End Fingers taking some of his longtime sponsors. He's going over to Corey Roper, and they're bringing in Jeff Stankiewicz. And Stankiewicz has been a longtime crew chief in the series. So we will pull up his data points to give you an idea. So it looks like they're investing in End Finger. It looks like Corey Roper is really trying, but I mean, I don't, like, it's not like Stankiewicz is the greatest crew chief we've ever seen, but he's been around for a while. I think he's been with Thor. Uh, although, yeah, here, I get all these guys mixed up. So he was with Sheldon Creed the last two years in the Xfinity series. You know, you, you know what to say there. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that he did a bad job. You know, Sheldon Creed's your driver. But you look at what he and Sheldon Creed did before that in the truck series. And now you're going to put him... Stankiewicz with Infinger, they, they could be a really good combo. Obviously, he knows how to set up a truck. It really just depends. Does Roper have the equipment? Do they have the funding? Do they have the resources? It seems like they're taking a step forward. It seems like this is probably not going to be too much fall off from Infinger last year at GMS. It looks like a new era for a Corey Roper racing. We shall see. But definitely does not feel like old school Corey Roper type. And even when Corey Roper was driving on his own in 2019, occasionally they would have solid performances. We'll see what's going to happen here. Looks like they got an alliance as well. Uh, Tricon, Corey Heim had an absolutely amazing year last year. If we pull up some of the data points, one of the things that I pull up in the spreadsheet is just look at rating rank. And as always, Rating rank is not the best stat. It's very similar to average running position. I'm simply just taking the driver's driver rating, which you know, factors in the speed and their running position and their finishing position and laps led. And then I'm simply turning it into an integer and ranking them from who has the best driver rating to the last very quick, easy number, very similar to average running position. Um, it's fine if you don't really like that data point. There's so many different ones in the spreadsheet that you can devour and use. That's why I give all this stuff to you. I don't tell you what number to use. I don't tell you, use average running position. Or I don't just say, I don't just give you average running position and then hold all the other data back. It's all there for you to decide what you want to use and how you want to build your formula. And you can listen to me or you can go your own path. I just give you that option. So we'll pull up the truck series rating ranks. And there you go. Corey Heim was the best driver last year, period. And you look at his driver rating to run. I mean, look at this. Look at his driver rating. He was either the best, second best, or third best in almost all these races. Had some fours. Excellent. He's going to be back at Tricon. I think that they're going to be just fine. I would say he's probably your, your championship favorite. Scott Zipidelli, longtime crew chief in the series. Everything looks good there for Tricon. We still don't know what's going on with Young. Thor Sport brings in Jake Garcia. This will be interesting, replacing Haley Deegan. Is that a good truck? Who is the crew chief? I'm not even sure at the moment. I haven't really seen much out of Jake Garcia that really has impressed me in the past. Then again, you probably could have said the same for Haley Deegan. What did she really show you? So we'll see. Maybe this could be a step forward. Maybe not. Thor Sport doesn't really seem to still have the luster that it once had. I'm not saying they've completely fallen apart. Uh, well, they definitely haven't. They just won the championship. And Ty Majeski looked amazing. But, you know, Matt Crafton is a shell of a shell of his former self. This truck, 
you know, even Sauter's final days in the 13 truck weren't that great, but, you know, at least Thor's got Majeski rolling and, and they've got Ben Rhodes who won a championship without really winning any races. Still a championship. Tanner Gray, a long time with Gilliland, long time now with Tricom. 15th to 10th place driver. Uh, Jeremy Donnelly as a crew chief again. Jeremy, uh, that's not how you spell Jeremy, but who's, you know, whatever, spell whatever you want. Hattori Racing, long time, in the, well, not long time, but a DFS truck series mainstay with Austin Hill and then Tyler Ankrum came in and pretty much ran that thing into the ground and from what I've seen is Hattori shutting her down and that they have sold their points to Josh Rayum. Rayum bought up several teams points so Josh Rayum making a run at things and unfortunately it looks like we're not going to have Hattori anymore. That's a very strong team, won a championship. Moffat days, Johnny Sauter days, even Austin Hill days. Well, they are gone. Sorry about that. Taylor Gray, my preferred gray for Tricon Motorsports. He's got Jeff Hensley coming in. So this is definitely something to get excited about. Hensley's longtime crew chief for Grant Enfinger. So you've got a quality veteran crew chief coming over. Taylor Gray, up and coming. My favorite gray of the grays. You've got the Tricon Toyota trucks. I wouldn't say he's a dark horse. I would say that he is right up there. He's not Corey Heim. Got to beat his teammate, but boy, does Tricon look pretty good entering the season. Tyler Ankrum is going to go over here to McAnally. Uh, Hill, I would just call it McAnally, but I should probably give Hilgeman some credit. But McAnally Racing, that yeah, just goes back to the Canaan West days. So Ankrum somehow, once again, gets another ride. He's got Mark Hillman, who's been around the series, in the Xfinity series for quite some time, never really that good. Uh, also, you mentioned that McAnally, there was that. Uh, Corey Roper, it looks like McAnally has an alliance with Roper and uh, Infinger, which is interesting. No, it's not that interesting. At least it's something. Anyway, Tyler Ankrum getting another ride. Great. I can't really get excited about him, but you can get excited about Christian Eckes and Denike coming back. I don't know. Is that Denike? Denike? I'm sorry. My apologies. I don't know how to pronounce every single crew chief's name. I will work on that. But Eckes was super hot at the end of last season. Got a couple wins. We pulled that up. And if you look, you know, we have Corey Himes, our second, our number one driver. But right there, you've got Christian Eckes, top of uh, the driver rating rating rank, and then he also has the wins too, right? We pull up a win at Phoenix, got the win at Kansas, second at Bristol, second at IRP. Those are not, I mean, these are challenging racetracks. Those are very good. Third at Milwaukee where they really didn't have much experience or data. That's really impressive to go on that run. And his only poor races were Talladega. That's fine by me. Homestead, again, that one's fine by me. The dry, the races where you really got to nail a setup and really want to challenge a driver, Eckes really looked good. Maybe he just got rushed up too soon. Maybe the expectations at Kyle Busch were too high. And, you know, it happens. It really does. It really is looking good for him. You got to be excited. The, the direction McAnally finally kind of hitting on some success in the truck series after years of Derek Krause just not quite getting it done. Derek Krause and McAnally had a 
great relationship in the K&N West series. But then again, that was kind of the same story with uh, Gillen out there too. And it didn't work out. Maybe he got rushed up too soon. Oh, Young Motorsports, we're not sure. We got Rackley, got Ty Dillon coming down. Where have we seen this before? Matt DiBenedetto, but he's got the longtime Shane Wilson crew chief. I know you 2018 fan vice super fans know that that was Kaz Grala's crew chief when they had that ran for about half a season and then shut down. We'll see. Rackley Roofing is just kicking it around. Maybe there'll be something here. Wilson, a veteran, decent crew chief although he has been run out and fired of a lot of different places over the last couple seasons. I think, what was he? He was with Thor for a little bit last year. He's been all over the place. Um, so maybe Shane Wilson, maybe he lasts the full season. We just don't know. Sometimes he looks good. Sometimes maybe he doesn't have it. Uh, depends on how much money Ty Dillon brings in. Obviously, the sponsor is going to be Rackley. I'm rooting for the kid. Love to see him make a, a good run. I mean, the lasting image of Ty Dillon in a truck series race is wrecking Kevin Harvick and getting into that dispute. Brett Holmes racing. Here is the real interesting thing about Brett Holmes. So they've got a technical alliance with Spire, which is the, that old Kyle Busch equipment. And Spire is definitely making big time gains across all the series in NASCAR. It's very exciting. But look at this. Mike Shiplett is the crew chief. Brett Holmes, his dad owns like a construction company down south, is getting Shiplet. Do you remember Shiplet? Do you remember Cole Custer's uh, pretty productive 2018? That was Mike Shiplet. Let's see if we can pull it up. Now, they did get actually get a win. He followed him into the Cup Series, got that fluky win in Kentucky, and they never really did anything, but I don't blame him. Cole Custer comes up in the COVID era. That's really tough. And then just, you know, never really has it. SHR never really has it. He may not be the greatest driver ever. He's still pretty good. He did win a championship last year. But uh, in the two, it was 2019. Here it is. Seven wins, folks. Mike Shiplett was pretty good. Even got to win uh, John Hernemacek in the um, – so before he got that job, remember he was doing the 42 All-Star Chip Ganassi ride. Got a couple wins here. Got a couple wins with Kyle Larson. Ross Chastain got that win at, that wasn't Darlington. They blew the Darlington race, one at Kansas, I believe it was. A Reddick part-time win, another three. So he was doing the All-Star ride for the 42 CGR Xfinity. Then he takes over for Custer. Massive success there. And that was a heck of a year. That 2019 season, really strong competition. Not a watered-down field. Yeah, he struggled in the Cup Series, but I'm not surprised. Now he's going to go down to the trucks. And he's at Brett Holmes Racing. That is absolutely something that I want to keep my eye on. What they're going to do. Ah, that's just, I find that to be very intriguing. Lawless Allen's going to be with Rayum. I mean, he's been with us for years in these trucks. And sometimes Lawless Allen puts together some pretty solid performances. Depends on the equipment. Depends on the race. Still a little rough around the edges. Normally, I would not be encouraged by this. But with Rayum not only purchasing points from Hattori, 
They have also brought in uh, Mike Skinner is going to be Lawless Allen's coach. He, he was Lawless Allen's coach last year and is going to continue to work with him. And then Skip Kelly, I think it is. They brought in another longtime crew chief. So it looks like Rayum is spending some money for once. I don't know where they got this money. It, it's intriguing. This may not be the same old Rayum that we have been, you know, in the 2019 glory days of DFS NASCAR trucks. You got the Rayums in the back. You got the uh, J. Joe Cobbs in the back. You got the Norm Bennings in the back. This could be something for Rayums. We, we, we're going to have to wait and see how this works out. Lane Riggs, son of Scott Riggs. I know people are like, is he going to make the... (laughs) No, I'm not going to make the Lethal Weapon reference. Although Lane Riggs sounds like a guy, because Riggs is the name of Mel Gibson's character in... It may even be Lane Riggs. might even be his full name. Mel Gibson in the Lethal Weapon series. Just make that stupid joke. Anyway, Scott's son has done some part-time work and has been good in that part-time work. I didn't give him any credit, but you got to give him credit when you look at what he did to deserve his ride. So you got to flip through all this and look at what he did in the Cars Late Model stock series. And this is a very competitive, challenging series. You don't just simply win in the Cars Tour. You grind it out. He has six wins, ton of top fives. That is a very strong record on the Cars Tour. There are some really good drivers, really heart and soul, very challenging tracks. One does not simply just win that many races. And for him to put together those solid performances in seven years in the Cars Late Model Tour, like I said, six wins, 32 top fives, very strong. He's worked his way up. He's earned it. And I would be, I'm excited to see what he can do. We know the front row motorsports and trucks here is pretty good. We've seen Zane Smith be very solid. Will Lane Riggs automatically become Zane Smith? I don't know. I don't know how much of a fall off that is, but this is something to be very excited about. A kid that's worked his way up, has got himself into a very good ride. Everyone always roots for front row. Bailey Curry, kind of following the Ty Majeski route. What Bailey Curry's been doing for the last couple of years is just working in the garage, and when he gets an opportunity, he gets a, a ride, and then when he doesn't, he's he's grinding out in the garage working with teams. That's what Ty Majeski did after you know things fell apart with that 60 car for Roush. Ty Majeski in the late model series and doing iRacing was the next big thing. Got a couple of opportunities in the Xfinity series that didn't work out, and it looked like, well, Sorry about your luck, kid. Maybe you just got to stick to late models or the video games. But he went and volunteered in the garage at Thor and grinded and grinded, got a couple races here and there. And now look at Ty Majeski. He's full-time. He's a championship contender. He's winning races. He's leading a bunch of laps. He looks like the promising young driver that we thought we would see. Bailey Curry has gone pretty much a similar route. Showed, you know, a couple times in Xfinity Series. Looked pretty good. Looked decent in a couple truck races. It just didn't work out. Started grinding out, putting in his work, putting in his effort, and now he's got a full-time ride with Nice. Hopefully, he gets a quality Nice truck like Ross Chastain got, like Carson Hosefer received years ago. 
Hopefully he gets that, not some junky niece that we've seen for, you know, like a Dean Thompson, a Lawless Allen, you name it. We've seen that before. Matt Mills is going to be full-time for niece. Well, you know what? Matt Mills was full-time in the Xfinity series. It really never was much of anything. We'll see. Matt Mills was full-time for Young in the past. Still grinding it out. Matt Mills never giving up on the dream. Daniel Dye going to be with McAnally for, I guess, full-time for some of the races this year. Keep your eye on that. Still a young driver. I worry about McAnally maybe expanding too much. Thad Moffat, your what, grand-nephew of Richard Petty, ARCA, 10th place driver, gets a full-time truck race, brand-new team. Just kind of keep your eye on that. I, I don't have really much expectations. Spire's probably going to run some races with Kyle Busch. We'll see. Stuart Friesen's team, nothing really ever changes there. Tim Hill, nothing's really changed there. Spencer Boyd starting his own new team. We'll see. I can't imagine this being a step above what he got from Young. It might actually be a step down from where he was competing with Young. But even when he was with Young Trucks, he was basically just running 28th to 32nd, running laps. And he would pick and choose the races where he actually would try to do something. And even when he would try to do something, he didn't really do anything. It was survival. It was attrition. Yeah, he would put together some plate races. He did win that plate race at Talladega for Young Motorsports. That's awesome. That's great. That's sweet. We'll see. What kind of competitive trucks that they can pull out? Spire's going to run. Chase Purdy out here. Jason Trinchier, formerly of Colic Racing. So that's a decent crew chief. Purdy's got his longtime sponsor, Van Buggy's never really done much in the series, uh, but he will continue on. Spire's really trying to make stuff happen. Obviously, Purdy was with Kyle Bush. He's going to continue with Spire after Spire has acquired Kyle Bush, brings on a sponsor. They got a decent crew chief. Not necessarily the top of my list of competitive trucks. Probably not up there with Tricon. Probably not up there with the top tier of Thor. But maybe a step below that. And that could change, though. We'll see how things go throughout the season. Purdy's not completely lost. Matt Crafton, yeah, I think it's just pretty much over for Crafton. You can pull up his stats. and Let's see where did he rank in terms of rating rank. How far down here is old Matt Crafton? If we just look at driver rating rank and you know we go the old integer route, man, he's pretty low. He's pretty low. Not a lot of strong races. Uh, I mean, they're not awful, but given his equipment, I, I don't know. It's just his best days are way behind him. It's not the you know, the glory days are gone. But he's got his sponsor for life, and he'll just continue to run that thing out. Why not? He's fine. Um, given price, maybe you can play him on a given week. We'll see. But, I mean, I guess the nice thing is nothing's really changed there. He does have a different crew chief. Well, I think he had Jerry. I, actually, let's look at Prince. I want to double check. Because there have been some movements at Thor, changing guys around a lot. I believe Prince came on with him halfway through last season. After, you know, Crafton uh, lost his longtime crew chief in junior. Let's see. Prince was with Rhodes. Did Prince finish out the seat? So Prince was with Crafton. Then I think he might have went to Rhodes and won the championship. 
No. He's with Rhodes in the middle of the season. Or he started with Rhodes, got replaced. Ross came in, then they went to Lushes. He wins the championship. So they did a lot of switching around. It is kind of confusing. It's hard to remember who's with who. And didn't win any races. I guess he did get a win at Charlotte with Prince. So how about that? The one race that Ben Rhodes won last year was with Prince as crew chief. Prince is now with Matt Crafton. It's a lot of shaking up and stirring around there with Thor Motorsports. Kind of hard to keep your mind wrapped around that. Ty Majeski is, you know, the newest of the Thor Sports guys is probably the most consistent in terms of team because Shear has been with, well, he used to be with the 13 with Thor with Sauter, but they've been together for a couple years. Shear's been with Thor forever. These guys are working out being pretty good, pretty strong. That's another guy that you'd be excited about. Ben Rhodes is now going to bring on uh, Brian Ross is going to come back as his crew chief. That was not who he closed the season at. So Monroe's just like changing crew chiefs left and right, just like he's Austin Dillon, except that he's getting these championships. So that'll wrap it up. We will have Sawalich. I, I can never say his name right. And I want to look up, because I think he's had some decent success in the Arca Series, and he's had a couple races in the Truck Series. As we close out, remember, racefortheprize.com. That's where you get access to the Fancy NASCAR spreadsheet. Yeah, four wins. With you have Venturi, Joe Gibbs Racing, Joe Gibbs, Venturi, you name it. It's it's kind of misleading. I love Milwaukee, Bristol, Toledo. Those are very good races to win. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, very solid. The concern that you have is just in that series, these Toyotas for Joe Gibbs and Venturi are just so good that, like, Congratulations, you know, you, you beat up cars that just have no business made to track. I know it's not as bad as it was when you had guys that were actually in, you know, next gen car, not next gen, but the gen six car and they're facing late models, right? This like this car was raced in the 2004 Talladega, you know, uh, goodies 400. That was crazy. They were still racing those old machines. Kind of fun, but you can't really sit those late models anymore. Anyway, racefortheprize.com. That's where you can get access to the Fantasy NASCAR spreadsheet. Support me, please, and I'll support you. Help you out as much as I possibly can with the spreadsheets and the data. No, um, you don't get locked in or anything. If you can't, no big deal. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Thanks for joining me again, guys. Rock and roll. Trips Light's fantastic. That was a quick one.